0: Hey everyone, Lori here. I just wanted to take a moment to thank Made to Order Podcast for sponsoring today's video. Made to Order Podcast creates one-of-a-kind audio stories for the big events in your life. They work with you to learn your story and then produce it into a personalized podcast with a professional narrator and music. Made to Order Podcast has different podcast styles such as birthdays, weddings, and anniversaries or whatever idea you may have. Play your made-to-order podcast at your wedding reception or birthday party or listen at home with friends and family for years to come. You can send it anywhere in the world digitally, making it an ideal COVID-friendly gift. For listeners of this podcast, enter promo code THRIFT at checkout for $20 off your made-to-order podcast. Learn more at made-to-orderpodcast.com. Thanks everyone. Now back to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniella. And today I am bringing you another episode of Coffee Talk. So on today's episode, I have a friend of mine coming on. I'm so lucky to have her as a friend. Um, We met through Instagram. Her name is Amy Coates. And Amy is an entrepreneur. She's also a part-time reseller. um, And she has a business that is called Two Week Notice Society. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about her business coaching that she does. We're going to talk about her reselling business, things that are going on in the reselling reselling community and just, you know, what's going on in our own lives and where we see ourselves going with whether it's in reselling or uh, just entrepreneurial life. So I hope you guys enjoy and make sure you head on over to Amy's Instagram after this episode and give her a follow and say hello. Enjoy guys. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Coffee Talk. Today I have someone very special with me. Her name is Amy Coates, and Amy is an entrepreneur. She is also a part-time reseller. Um, but Amy has her own company, and some of you may not know about this company, or some of you might know who Amy is. So I really wanted to bring her on and and have you guys get to know her. So it's called Two-Week Notice Society. And what Amy does is she helps women. Um, leave their nine to five. Right, Amy? Right. <laughs> so that's basically the gist of it. She's obviously going to go in detail of it because she is the expert. So um, Amy, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself, um, how this two-week notice society came about, and then we can talk about your reselling journey as well.
1: Cool. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to finally talk with you. We've-
0: I know. So Amy and I have talked for, I don't know, quite a few months. It's like March, yeah. right? Yeah, I think February, so. February, March, around there.
1: Over like Instagram and just never really took it offline. Really, I know.
0: Now, now Amy's on the podcast, and I'm going to be on a Facebook Live in her um, private Facebook group that she has, which she'll also talk about. So, yeah, this is really exciting. It's great to connect with people that are not necessarily just resellers, like to branch out and to just kind of expand my horizons and get to know people that are in you know entrepreneurs in the business realm as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was in corporate for twenty years actually um, i was a, I had an accounting degree, business mm-hmm. and accounting, and so my last job was a financial controller for a technology company, and I was there for twelve years and it just became, um, you know, I. There's probably a lot of people that feel this way, but it was kind of mundane to me. I yes, knew, the same
0: thing <laughs> yes, every day, yeah, yeah. yes,
1: <laughs> and I, you know, at a, at the time, I mean, my work pe- people became like my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I traveled with them, went to their kids' games, you know, all the things. And, um, but I just didn't love my job anymore, and there was nowhere for me to really go within the company, and so I just kind of stumbled online um that i could you know have an online business i really knew nothing about having an online business um and so i I'm kind of one of those people, and Danielle, I'm pretty sure that you are like this too, just a little bit I know about you, but I dove deep into research. Oh, yeah.
0: Once once I'm interested in something, yeah. I am like full-fledged. I yeah. am in the trenches for like hours or days until I yes. know everything about everything. <laughs>
1: yes, I figured you were like that. So yeah. um, I that was that was me. And so I was trying to figure out what can I do, what would I like to do, um, you know, to start my own business. I didn't really want to go to another company either. For whatever reason, I just wasn't um, interested. And then I think because I'd been at my current job for 12 years and it was kind of cushy, to be honest with you, you know, and I didn't so, want to have You know this. what?
0: I have to completely, like, not to cut you off, but I no, am, like, like, in the same situation where it's, like, I have a really cushy job, right? I work in yeah. the state. Like, I have amazing benefits on all fronts, whether it's pension or health care, mm-hmm. and uh, I never want to lose it. Like yeah. it's extremely comfortable to have that salary and all of that. Like I, I told, like I, that resonates so much with me.
1: Yeah. I don't blame you. I think a lot of people get into that type of situation too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to start my own consulting business where I was doing um, like accounting, consulting, project management. Cause I did more than just accounting at my job because it was a smaller company. Um, mm-hmm. And so I started doing that on the side. I did, people always ask, I did not tell my nine to five that I was doing this. Um, I kept it very private. That was my own choice. Um, And so I started to get clients and I built it up alongside of of my job. Um, And it wasn't until I got enough clients that I knew that were secure that uh, then I gave my notice at my job, which was really hard to do. And um well security
0: blanket. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And it's an adjustment, you know, going from working somewhere and kind of knowing what to do and then being at home and you're like, okay, it's all me. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like Yeah, I I have to make it happen now. (laughs) Yeah, it's on me to get paid every week. So (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, you know, you don't have that um, you know, salaried paycheck coming in every two weeks how often I was getting paid. But um, so I was doing the consulting, which was great. I loved it. Um, But I had so many people asking me, just like you're asking me now, how did you take the leap? How did you know how to start a business? What did you do? And so I started coaching people, realized that business coaching was a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started the two week notice society. It started you know, helping people with leaving their job and starting their businesses and realize that I loved it a lot more than doing accounting work for other people. So
0: isn't it crazy when you <laughs> get into something and then you become so passionate about it and you're like, oh, why wasn't I doing this before? Yes. You know, like, why didn't this come to me before? Because I get that. So I'm a teacher by trade. I love teaching people. I love learning. I love all, all those things. Um, and I think this is why I have become so passionate about reselling is because it gives me an outlet where I'm not stuck in a classroom, right? I'm not stuck working in a school department or anything like that. Um, I'm able to be creative, whether it's through Instagram or YouTube or this podcast. You know, there's various ways for me to be creative and reach out to people and learn from people and people learn from me. And I just, um, I love that freedom to create and share. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like work to me where when I go to my my job that I go to every Monday through Friday, sometimes on the weekend right now with COVID, Mm -hmm. but it's work. Like that is work to me when I go there. This isn't. And a part of me, I don't know if it'll ever happen or when it would happen. I'm sure it'll happen eventually. I think a part of me will at some point in time, maybe break away from my comfortable benefit job um, just because I'm so happy doing what I do on the side you know, yeah. and, uh, I'm getting to the point where, um, I, if things continue the way they are and people are able to continue to work from home, um, and, and people are, or people don't have jobs, right. Because businesses will cease to exist or they're existing with less, um, uh, employees working there. You're going to have a lot of people that are lost and that need help. And I mean, this is where you come into play. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, feel like i have a space in this as well i just haven't figured it out yet
1: yeah i think you definitely do you're you are such a natural just seeing you on instagram you're such a natural teacher yeah Um,
0: it's very natural to to me talking is natural to me meeting people is natural to me like all of that is very um i mean that's obviously everyone knows that about me who listens but you know (laughs) I, i don't like just for the podcast alone like i don't script things like it's just whatever comes out of my mouth is what, what it is. Right. You know, I might have an outline, but I don't necessarily follow anything. So it's like I have all this knowledge and um and this is why I'm drawn to Amy too is because one day like I want to be Amy when I grow up kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So anyway I digress but just my no, I,
1: I think um that leads me into like you're a great example of also kind of what I teach and preach is that to keep your job as long as you can. I believe it's your biggest asset when you're doing something on the side or when you start a side business, because while it is hard, as you know, I saw your schedule that you posted the oh, other day, yeah, <laughs> which Nightmaker. is craziness, right? <laughs> um, but um, it's so important to have that, but also I believe it gives you choices. And I think COVID was a great example of that is, um, you know, things can change in an instant that no one can predict. No one predicted COVID as far as I know. And so I believe that if you have something on the side, you know, that you're working on, even if you're just kind of dabbling in it, you still have a choice or an option to take that further.
0: Yeah. And I think we'll see more and more people come into this like side hustle realm, right? Like Mm -hmm. maybe they're working a different type of job and it's not making what they were making before. Their salary is totally different and they need to supplement their income. And I think we're going to see more people, whether it's in reselling or, um, you know, maybe it's in design or whatever it is, maybe consulting. I mean, it could be anything. I think we're going to see more and more people kind of needing this type of advice and um looking to people like amy for you know the guidance okay now what do i do like how do i make this work
1: right and and a lot of times it's just people just need to get started you know there's so many people that i've gotten on the phone with that say i've been thinking about this for years or wanting to do this for years um, and it breaks my heart sometimes because I'm like, just take that first, even if it's little. And I'm not saying everyone needs to go from, you know, zero to 60, you know, right. like right away, but just start it because it also helps to figure out if it's something that you're going to love, if you need to change something or do something different, but you don't know until you start. So
0: so let's say someone's listening right now and they're intrigued, right? And they're saying, okay what do I do? Like, what is Two Week Notice Society? What does this mean? Like, what do I get if I join? You know, just give them a brief breakdown of what that is.
1: Yeah, so the Two Week Notice Society is my private Facebook group, and I go live in there typically every Tuesday um, sharing kind of a topic of the week. Anything about starting your business, um, growing your business, if you've started one, um, how to identify what types of things you want to do, um and then uh it's also a place where you can are you're in there. Are are you in there, Danielle? I am in there. Yeah. yeah. Um I just then, recently joined. <laughs> yeah. I think I remember seeing your name come through. Um and this coming week, I'm actually doing a five-day workshop in there. So every day I'm going to be talking about growing your business. And it's going to be more focused on sales this week, actually, nice. which is kind of a scary word for some people, but I feel like that is something you need to um learn a lot about if you mm-hmm. want to have your own business <laughs>
0: 100 yeah, like kind of percent agree and so <laughs> i worked for a um marketing consulting firm for insurance agencies and all we did was sales i mean i worked on more of the marketing side the creating the images and all that kind of stuff but my um counterpart worked on all the sales part of it and just like And it was extremely uncomfortable for him in the beginning because he never did sales. And I feel like it's not something that people are really taught. You just kind of get thrown to the wolves. Like, here you go, make sales, enjoy, call these people, you know, like there's no strategy put into place. So that's good that you're having that workshop.
1: Yeah. And it's really, um, I think it's really important to use social media as a platform to build relationships with people. I think sales start to evolve in that way too, but people get so worried about being spammy or you know that they're going to come across in a bad way and so um that's something we'll definitely talk about this week too but um using social media i think is really important especially in today's world to build your business you can you don't have to have a website you can literally build a business on instagram or your platform of choice
0: yeah and um for those that are listening that are resellers i mean majority of resellers are on Instagram. Like you you can find mm-hmm. some on Facebook and you can find them on Twitter and stuff, but Instagram is predominantly where a lot of the resellers are. And you can easily build your brand that way. It doesn't necessarily mean that you will make... um sales right away from your Instagram following, but with time and um, people getting to know you and building a relationship with you, whether it's by them reading your content, watching your stories, maybe hopping onto an IG live that you do. um, It's, it's a free way for you to create content and to engage your followers um i have a website i have done absolutely nothing with it but i have it it's there i own a domain um so that's cool i pay for that and i don't do anything with it yet eventually i would like to because i think um i think what i want to do i think one of the things i want to do is have some type of coaching call type sessions with people um And it doesn't necessarily have to be specific to reselling. It could be something as easy because people, I get this question all the time, Amy, and it's how do you stay so so organized? Like what tools do you use? So what I've been doing on the back end. so to everyone who's listening, now you'll know, is I've been creating templates and documents and um, guides for myself, but really for at some point for me to sell them um, to people to help them create an organizational system for themselves I can say it until I'm blue in the face what I do to stay organized and how I um you know accomplish all the things I need to accomplish but at the end of the day I have to put those things in motion and if I can create tools that are simple for you know beginners and maybe have things that are for those that are more advanced as well like that's where I'm heading Mm -hmm. You know, those are things that I think I, I'd like to do. I know there's a lot of people out there that listen that want to do similar things. And what I have to say, and I'm sure Amy will agree, is just do it. Like, yeah. there's nothing stopping you.
1: Just do it. And I love that you're thinking of other ways to have an income stream in addition to reselling. I think all re- I start to I'm seeing some of the bigger resellers do that now. But yeah. I think that everyone, if you want to to start thinking in that way and how you can get more streams of revenue through reselling or in addition to reselling? Because there's so many opportunities out there.
0: I, especially now in 2020, like yes. the options are endless. Yes. We literally have the internet that you can do anything on. You can create short five minute videos every day with just motivational um I don't know just a motivational speech you can give every day to people, and then you'll be known for something like people come to you looking for that kind of stuff, right. you know they'll gain confidence just to hear the things that you have to say you don't so if you're a reseller, you don't just have to sell clothes. I mean you can do so many different things. Don't limit yourself to just right. that and I think that goes to for whatever whatever you're doing, whatever business that you're in, you always want to diversify. Look at Gary Vee, for example. Oh my gosh, yeah he does so many different things, right. Yeah. So many different things. Motivational speaker resells. I mean, starts his own businesses, wants to own businesses, wants to own the New York giants, like all these different things. He does right. everything. He does it all. I think he even helps some artists, like singers, rappers, like that's what he does. Right. You know, he doesn't do just one thing and that's why he's so successful.
1: Yeah. And I like that you're taking something that you're really good at and that people ask you about and, and thinking about how you can help people with that. And that's that would be a great start for Definitely resellers, but anyone, you know, what is it that they're really good at in in their part of, let's say, reselling? Um, For you, it's the organization part, Mm -hmm. and I think coaching would be really great. You know, other people are always looking for templates or shortcuts or insights, all of that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and I think, so some people reach out to me like, why do you share everything for free? (laughs) Oh, <laughs> and it's like, well, I don't share everything for free. Like I no. share the things that I, I think people should just know. I don't think people should have to charge for certain things. So yeah, yeah I share and, I'm, and you do the same thing. I mean, right. you don't charge for every single thing that you do. You're offering free Facebook lives. You offer, you know, I, on your website as well, you offer, is it a free, um, a print, is it a printable, a guide of some sort?
1: Yeah, I have a free, yep. Mm -hmm.
0: So, I mean, that's how you get people intrigued, right? That's how you you build relationships with people. So, yeah, okay, I give out free content, but it's okay. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I think people do, that's funny you mentioned that, people kind of do get hung up on that. And I always say, like, the amount of stuff that people can actually implement and take from you is so little, you know, of all the stuff that we're seeing online that they are typically going to have to hear you say something multiple times anyway. So it's like, you oh give God, as much God. as you can for free. It's just value. And it's, it's never going to hurt you, in my opinion. You no, know? I
0: agree with you. I don't think it would ever, it would ever hurt. So let's say I'm coming on to week uh, notice society and I want one-on-one coaching. What does that entail?
1: One on one coaching is uh, some of my favorites because I get sure. <laughs> um, I get to really know you and your business. We meet every week. Uh, we do a weekly call, and basically, it's I hold you your what's what's the phrase like your hand to the fire, your hand to the flame. Um, basically, I hold you accountable. To it like you hold you accountable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, It's funny. Um, basically, I make sure that you're getting, you know, moving forward, getting everything done that you set out to do. We set ninety day goals. I'm a ninety day goal person, and then we basically break that down so that you are doing everything every week, whether it be. Um, If you're just starting your business, like what are those steps to actually just get your business started and off the ground? If you've already kind of been in business, maybe you're looking for additional streams of income. So we are working on how you can do that. Um, Maybe sales isn't your thing. Maybe you aren't getting any sales. So we dive deep into figuring out what's preventing you from, from getting clients or, or selling whatever it is that you're selling. So it's really me and, and my client working together really closely Um, and I love it because it's a huge transformation usually.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're really, you're getting to know someone and then you're really diving deep into all these different aspects of their business and their personality and finding what they're really good at, what the areas they need to work on as well. Right. But you're going to focus on the areas that they're really great at and then how they can thrive using those things that they're amazing at. So what type of clients do you usually have coming to you? I'm sure with COVID, it's been uh, different. I'm sure it's been a, yep. an array of different people from different backgrounds.
1: Yeah. Um, during COVID, I'm, oh, I'm trying to remember, I had three people that left their job. Um, one person lost her job and she took her business full time. Um, I helped her with that. So it was a really interesting time. But um, typically, I'll, I'll talk about the clients I have right now. So um, one, she's a wedding um, designer, wedding invitation designer. Oh, nice. And yeah. And so she is growing her business and kind of launching like template type um, wedding invitations. So we've been working on creating her launch. So getting her ready for her big launch, which the wedding industry was obviously hit very hard <laughs> this year as well. So um, that was you know something that she did not expect. And so that she had to, Um, overcome. And then um, one of my other clients that um, I recently ended working with is she was a coach or is a coach. um, And she came kind of knowing what she wanted to do and had it started. And we really worked together, I would say for the good month, um, figuring out like what she was going to do. She reached out to people, did market research, um, and she started getting clients and, um, she was able to leave her job, uh, recently as well. So those have been my two recent rock stars. I would say, <laughs> <laughs> would, would you
0: say that most people that come to you already have side hustles? Like, do you get people that don't have side hustles and just want to start something for themselves and just don't know where to go?
1: Yes, I, Actually, it's funny you say that. Like a year ago, I had a number of women come to me that were like more executive level and they were kind of foreseeing the future. Like my company is not going to be around or they're looking to be bought out. I don't think I'm going to have a job. You know, I need a plan B. And so um, I've worked with a few of them on figuring out what it is that they want to do. And a lot of them don't want to do what anything that they're doing in their current job or have done in their, in their career, they are looking for something completely different. Um, and I find a lot of people want to make an impact more, which is interesting. Um, whether it be like for their family or, you know, something in their community or just feeling better about helping people because they don't feel like they're getting that in their corporate job. But I do find, I hear that more and more, I feel.
0: Isn't that interesting too, like when you sit back and think about it, I think it's just the way we've evolved as a society where we've kind of gotten away from that whole small business, intimate um, experience that we used to get in stores, right? For example, mm-hmm. or even local insurance companies, they used to be small, local insurance companies, small, local um, healthcare spots. And now we have these big corporate companies that come in and it, it takes all of that away. Um, yeah it's a very different experience now than it was even, you know, 20 years ago.
1: Yeah, that's so true. Uh,
0: And I think a lot of that has has to do with it. I mean, I know I'm trying a lot harder since COVID has happened and, you know, isn't going anywhere anytime soon um, to just shop more local and Mm -hmm. um, not buy things on Amazon, not buy things from the bigger box stores. Like I haven't stepped foot in a Target or Walmart, um, you know, I'm trying to be mindful of that. I'm going to the small hardware shop, you know, I'm going to the local convenience store, um, the local deli, the local bakery. I'm I'm really trying to be better about that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it it helps not only your community, um, but it helps keep these smaller businesses afloat and it it helps them grow themselves. I mean, they've worked so hard. Think about if you translate it to your reselling business. Right. You know, you want people to keep buying from your store. You know, you want right. them to keep coming back. You want to offer them that good customer service, but they—if they just keep buying things online, on Amazon, at, at Walmart, at Target, or wherever it is—I mean, it becomes very difficult.
1: Right, especially exactly. right now
0: with the prices out there of clothing, and I think you know we're seeing it to a degree in reselling. Is um, so many brands in these stores like Nordstrom Rack and TJ Maxx and Marshalls, everything is. 50% off, 60% off, 70% off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. You don't you don't even think about buying the stuff online because you can just go to the store and it's very affordable and you don't have to worry about shipping or anything. So right. it's a weird time that we live in right
1: now. It really is. It's so weird <laughs> when you sit back and think about it. So it is. So- And my parents were here today and we were kind of talking like, what do you think the future is going to be like? You know what I mean? Like, what is going to change? Like, what is it that's going to be the biggest thing that's going to change from this? See, when COVID first
0: happened, I thought, well, first of all, when it first happened, no one thought it was going to last this long. I think that's the first thing, right? Everyone thought, okay, like a month or two and then things will be okay. Um, And then it just keeps going, keeps going. And at one point, I want to say it was like April or May. Maybe it was May. Um, and I, I sat back and I said to my husband, I said, you know, the one good thing about COVID is that it's brought families closer together. They're kind of forced to spend more time together, um, whether it's playing games or just being in the backyard together. You're not going out to restaurants, you're not going to amusement parks and all this kind of stuff. You're, you know, you're, you're kind of forced to talk to one another, which I don't think a lot of us really did as much as we used to in the past. Um, So I think that's the one good thing that comes out of it all is that it's given people more of an appreciation of those that are around them for their loved ones to be more conscious about, you know, their habits and, you know, their health habits and everything, especially if you have elderly um, people Mm -hmm. in your life, you know, I'm, I was already cautious because of my my grandmother, but now I'm like super cautious in every yeah. shape and form. Um, and even for myself, you know, I suffer from some um, lung issues, so I need to be careful as well. So it just, it, it's interesting. And it, it also put my job in perspective differently. It put reselling in perspective differently for, for me. It, for me, it was mostly positive, even though there's some really awful things happening in the world right now. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of it has been positive for me. That's good,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I always try to look at the positive anyway, because it's yes. just who I am. Um, but, I, you know, I can see where people are struggling with it mentally, too, especially those who have lost jobs mm-hmm. and don't know where they're going to go, what they're going to do. And the $600 benefit for unemployment's gone away. And, you know, hopefully your state gets approved for the extra 300 plus 100 from your state. You know, there's just so much uncertainty out there that yeah. I can see why people are suffering socially and emotionally from it. Right. I'm just one of the fortunate ones that, you know, I, I haven't experienced that.
1: Right. Yeah. But, and, I, and I think it's a good time, too, to really think about what do you want to do or what do you want? You I know?
0: don't think I ever know what I want to do, Amy. Like, I'm going to really? be completely honest. I don't, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up anymore. I thought I did. Like, I got my master's in teaching the visually impaired. I thought that's what I wanted to do. And then life changed, you know? Yeah. It's crazy.
1: I it mean, you didn't, you didn't
0: anticipate yourself being in this situation, right? Like, no. you know, you have an accounting degree, you're working, you know, for your corporate company. Yeah. And now here you are coaching people completely different than what you ever learned to do in school.
1: Right. And this wasn't even a possibility. I mean, when I was in school, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so weird to think. Um, I but, think it's awesome.
0: So no. let's talk about reselling. So how did you get into reselling? how did that
1: even come about? It's so fun because my parents asked me the same thing today. They're like, how did you get started with this? Yeah, because I mean, you have your own business,
0: right? You're coaching people and then
1: you resell. (laughs) I know. It's kind of a weird combo. Um, I don't honestly really know. I think it was Instagram. I, and I just started um, on New Year's Eve day of this past year. I I don't know who I saw on Instagram or how I started to see pictures of it reselling on my Instagram, but I did. Uh, And we live in a suburb. We used to live downtown Milwaukee. I'm in Wisconsin. And so we used to live downtown Milwaukee and there wasn't like any reselling or like Goodwills or anything around that would be probably worthy um, (laughs) of me going to. (laughs) But we moved to a suburb and we live in a townhome, but it's a, a very well to do area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it borders on a not so nice area and then another like really well to do area. Okay? So I have like this kind of mix. Yeah. And so I have not been I'm not saying this snobby but I honestly have not been to a Goodwill since I don't know when like probably looking for a costume for something
0: you know. Not snobby at all because before (laughs) selling that was the only time I went into a Savers was to buy books for my preschool classroom because they're (laughs) inexpensive and to buy a Halloween costume for my preschool classroom. (laughs) Those are the only two times I ever walked into a thrift store.
1: So I was not one of those yeah people who was like I've been doing this all my life definitely not. Um, And so when I saw this about reselling, and I'm honestly just to back up a little bit, I have always sold um, my clothes on eBay. Yep, I'm a huge like J. Crew person back in the day. I don't buy anything now because I don't have to like go anywhere <laughs> to wear anything really, just new just shoes for your pretty pictures point. that you post <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> um, so but I was like a huge J. Crew shopper in Lululemon, so I would basically resell it on eBay and then just buy more, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I did the same thing.
1: Because at the time, the resale value was almost close to what I would buy it for because neither would ever have sales. And Lululemon doesn't really have sales anymore either, but um, or like now they do a little bit, but definitely- I mean, they have an
0: outlet, you know, they have outlet stores, but other than that, they don't really do sales.
1: Yeah. Um, But J.Crew never did back then. And now they're obviously always having a sale. So I could get you know pretty much what I paid for it. So I was always kind of reselling my own things, but never crossed my mind to go find things and resell it. Um, and then when we moved here, Instagram. And so I went to Goodwill, my boyfriend went with me and we went and I was so overwhelmed. I was like, didn't really know what to, you know, I was like kind of looking <laughs> through things, didn't really know. And I was like, I don't know about this. And so I watched you know, like you said, ton of YouTube videos yep. to see what people were buying. Um, you know, and here's the other thing: is people said J Crew didn't sell, or some someone did. Yeah. So I was never picking up J Crew. Well, uh, then- never listen to people. <laughs> <laughs> don't now, do it. <laughs> then I don't know why. Maybe someone else said they sell J Crew, so then I, of course, started picking up it's my number one i mean i have over a 100 j crew pieces in my closet and in my ebay store and i sell multiple j crew pieces a day so it's right? like my thing
0: now it's because people like <laughs> j crew and yeah. yet, once you find a brand that does well for you like just yes. just do it like just keep picking it out because why mm. change
1: it don't follow right. what everyone else is doing that was, yeah, my first mistake. But to be honest with you, we, I have two um, Goodwills that are near me. One, this is one that I go to a lot, is super close to me, and one's about 20 minutes away. Um, but they have very different pricing. Yeah. Uh, the one that's further away from me, J.Crew, everything is $10, which I know is your savers is a little bit crazier pricing. And I want but... to talk about my savings right <laughs> now. It yeah. is. It's bad. And they price everything. I'm like, you can get this cheaper at the store. You know, it's like uh-huh. that kind of place.
0: So <laughs> I can literally go to TJ Maxx now and pick up J Crew, which is crazy to me. And it's priced between 5.99 and 10.99. Like, yes. I mean, yes. why am I going to buy a piece that is this in terms of reselling? I'm not talking about if you're buying clothing for yourself. But if I'm at a thrift store and I'm paying 12, 13, 14.99 for a pair of used J Crew jeans, I can literally buy brand new ones at TJ Maxx. For half of that, yes. Like, and and shoppers are obviously becoming savvy as well because they're realizing that. So I don't know what's going to happen to the thrift stores and their pricing. That's another topic for another day.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: But yeah. So, good. Do you only have Goodwill around you? We do. Yeah. Okay. You don't have Salvation um, Army or um Savers. I don't think Savers is up there.
1: We do value not village? have a Savers. There is a Value Village, but not by me, and it's kind oh, of it. in an odd area. So I don't know how good it would be. Um. But yeah, so I really only have these two Goodwills. We do have a BINS, which is about 40, 45 minutes away. I've been there um, three times and it's just okay. But the thing is, is I get bit like, I, I watch the Modern Beat. I don't know what her real name is. Oh, uh, Mira. Yeah. Um, what, her bins is that by you? Oh, so it's
0: in Maine. It's about three hours away from me. So when we went, I went with Lori um, okay. in January and- It was a good day. I mean, it it was very organized. It was very clean. But every time Mira goes during during the week, I'm like, well, what the hell? I need to take a day off and drive up to Maine. How are you finding all of this stuff?
1: It's amazing. Yeah. That is not my bins. I mean, my bins is very nice and clean. It's new. It was just opened a year ago. But the stuff is like just your average stuff. It's nothing.
0: But see, that could also be good, though, because eBay, I feel like you can move more of that average, right, mall brand type thing. You could even, like, do bundles, have, like, 10 of the same size of a specific brand or something.
1: That's a good idea. The funny thing, when I come home from there, I'm always like, it was okay, you know, whatever. But yeah. then I list it, and it's, you know, $20, $25 range. Right. I'm still making good money on it because ours is 99 cents a pound. So yeah. um, it's... Good money it's fine I did go there recently um you know after the COVID I was kind of scared to go
0: yeah
1: but it was fine I would say I was more socially distanced there than at my normal goodwill where no one seems to no one socially distances in the thrift store (laughs) it drives me not even close drives me crazy I'm like why are you coming down my aisle yeah like I'm tell me about it and then you side eye (laughs) them and they're like what
0: and it's like you are way too close to me Back up, my friend. Exactly. And I'm
1: kind (laughs) of like a tornado when I'm when I am in like thrifty mode. I'm always like, I'm here and I am taking over the (laughs) source.
0: It's like I have the visors up, right? And like (laughs) I don't know what's going on around me. I don't care what's going on around me. It would be someone walking around naked, like I wouldn't know. I am focused. (laughs) Exactly. I
1: (laughs) I have my routine, like how I like, you know. Go throughout the store, and it's just like if you are in my way, you are in trouble because yeah. <laughs> I am on a mission.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. So, um, would you say that you're more of a bin shopper or are you more of a thrift store shopper?
1: Thrift store. Um, mm-hmm. I don't love the bins, to be honest with you. Me neither. And so, you know, maybe if I was finding better stuff, I would. But I, I don't know, I just don't love it
0: it's so much work right it is exhausting a day at the bins is exhausting and you're not always guaranteed not that you're guaranteed to find stuff at thrift store either but it's different you can move through a thrift store faster and move on to the next place where at the bins you feel like you need to stay because you've made the trip to the bins and it is so affordable that like I need to be here all day and make sure I walk away with something to yeah. make it worth it. We're like a thrift store, okay, I'll go to another one or it, whatever, not a big deal, just wasn't a good day. I don't know. It's got a different um appeal.
1: Yes. To it. I agree. Um my My Goodwill's pretty good. I have recently though gone started going to TJ Maxx. There's one across from My Goodwill. <laughs> it's a hasn't super... it been amazing? It has been. I'm like, mm-hmm. why have I not seen this? The one TJ Maxx that is across in the Goodwill that I go to is, it looks super sketchy from the outside, but I'm telling you, they have amazing I was going to say stuff. it's one of
0: the best place.
1: <laughs> I think it's, a, I mean, and the cars are always like super nice. So it's not like I'm the only one that has found this, you know, gem. Obviously <laughs> other people found it before me. I'm a little late to the game, but um, amazing stuff. And I'm like, buying a ton of stuff like my office looks crazy right now but
0: yeah um, I think you're not alone in that I think all resellers are in the same boat because when are we ever going to find these types of deals again
1: yeah and right
0: before fourth quarter because you know that people are not going to be shopping in retail stores for Christmas it's not going to happen
1: no Um, I went to the mall I tried to do I was kind of Dumb, not thinking. I'd ordered two pairs of shorts for myself from Madewell, mm-hmm. went to the mall to return them, which is like out of my way. It's not even really convenient for me to go to, not remembering or realizing that they have free returns. And I actually couldn't return them because they were only letting so many people in the store at a time. Oh. And it's just like a waiting game. And I just didn't have enough time or the patience to continue to wait. Yeah. Um, but there was like no one at the mall. It was. Isn't dead. it sad? It's so sad. I used to work at Pottery Barn years ago at part time. Um, And so I'm like used to busy mall activity when I used to be there. And um, it's so sad. It's really sad.
0: I drive by the mall daily because it's on my way to work or home. Mm. And um, I mean, there are cars there, but it's not like it always is. Like I went into Nordstrom Rack and yeah, there were people, but it wasn't like it's connected to the mall. Oh, okay. But it wasn't like there wasn't a ton. Um, I walked down to Macy's and there was like no one in Macy's. Wow! Um, and they're having like crazy sales too. So you know, I don't know. People just aren't going to retail stores for the fear of being around people, which is very possible. Um, but yeah, there's just not that many people. But I will say our outdoor like strip mall type establishments that we have locally. So there's one in Massachusetts. There's um, one here in my town too, in Rhode Island, and uh, those are jamming though. And oh, maybe it's nice. the aspect of like walking outside to go to stores like I wonder if that has something to do with it um which I'm sure it does but uh, maybe it's more of an appeal to be outdoors and then go into a store if you want Uh, but yeah but the actual like mall establishment itself there's
1: just nothing I'm like what are they getting these beautiful like we have a newer Nordstrom's in there which is always kind of empty our Nordstrom's left oh
0: they did they left last last year the year before yeah they they left
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure ours is wishing they wouldn't have gone
0: in. <laughs> i know but see here's so here is my my big gripe with this is like i need malls i need the physical store i like to touch things feel them try them on like mm-hmm. i enjoy going to the mall as much as online shopping can be fun and addicting like i like to actually physically go in and buy something for myself yeah you know like, and if that like goes experience. away completely which i hope it never does but if it were like i i don't it'd be hard for me
1: yeah. I'm curious. I mean, you know what, like I said, I worked at Pottery Barn years ago, like, part-time. I mean, people came in because they wanted to see what the couch was going to sit like or what right. the bedding would look like in person. You know, I can't right. imagine how that's going to be and, you know, going forward. So it's-, it's- I blame Amazon. I know the giant.
0: Oh my God. More than a giant. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It is just insane. I mean, that, I saw an article on how true this is. I don't know, but I saw an article where, um, I guess different, um, owners of malls are in like negotiations with Amazon for Amazon, to, for Amazon to come in for Jeff Bezos to come in and buy out malls and make it into warehouses for Amazon. So that Amazon can then do one day shipping.
1: I, I don't know where you read that, but I did hear that too. And I don't remember. Yeah, I don't like I it. I him. don't think that's
0: fair. I don't think that's fair to um, businesses that are out there. Okay. I do not agree with that.
1: Yeah, we have. I don't know if you have J C Pennies, but we have that here. Yeah, we still here. have a JCPenney. And I heard that they are buying out the empty J C Pennies here and making them their warehouses, or you know whatever they're going to do with them. Well, they need to stop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's all i'm gonna say do i order <laughs> things on amazon yes but i'm trying really hard not to order everything on amazon
1: it's hard
0: it's really hard because it's convenient right yeah it's very convenient but you know i i'm, I'm trying i'm doing my best yeah. doing my best so what when it comes to rese- wait you bought one of my boxes didn't you
1: i did ah yes that's what well, we I started talking yes
0: so that's right. So when I had my nuts and mystery reseller boxes, Amy actually bought one of mine. Did the stuff sell that I sent to you?
1: I'm actually gonna look right now. I'm pretty sure it all did. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else
0: actually messaged me recently, So they they finally they um they finally sold everything from the box, and I think they said they quadrupled their money or something like that. First of all, my boxes were extremely affordable from what people were getting. Yeah, so. I
1: don't remember what I paid for it, but I know like um, maybe
0: sixty bucks, maybe if that. Yeah. 50 to 60, maybe not even.
1: I've sold almost all of it and I've made quite a bit of money from it, yeah. Yeah. I can see I have a few pieces
0: left, Um, but yeah. Yeah, so that's how Amy and I met. Do you online source still? Are you still doing that?
1: You know, I've, outside of you, I have (laughs) bought um, some mystery. Yeah, right? (laughs) Some mystery resell, whatever they're called, the mystery reseller boxes. I feel like I've been burned with them. So I kind of stopped. 100%. Uh, I will never,
0: I will never buy a mystery box and I will never offer mystery boxes because I don't, everyone's taste is different and I don't think it's fair.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing that I bought actually during quarantine, which was a total gamble, uh, you follow the daily refinement. I think we've talked about him before. I love Chris. yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had posted a lead. This is when, so funny thing, I start reselling on New Year's Eve day, right? What a way to start the year! (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? And so I made like eight hundred dollars the first month, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Like that's fantastic, Amy. Really? I I mean, I (laughs) don't know what it is. Okay, and (laughs) people that
0: are listening wish they would make that in a month. Like some people that listen probably make two hundred, three hundred a month. I don't typically share my numbers, but I'm I'm I, I make more than 800 a month, but I also put in a ridiculous amount of
1: time. <laughs> yes, yeah, So, I mean, I, I started it like a business from the beginning and that's you have to. I no feel shade like you to, to, to anyone who doesn't, but yeah, I definitely went into it like full force, not knowing that I was going to take it to, to where it's at now, but, um, I'm addicted to it. <laughs> right. And so, um, so I was kind of ramping up and I think March was going to be probably my biggest month. Every month I was kind of growing. So, Mm -hmm. and then COVID hit and I was like, Oh no, like what, what am I going to do? You know, I've got this routine. I've got this money. I've got, you know, all this, right. And so almost,
0: even though you're a full-time job, just like me, like you count on that reselling money, even though it's extra, like I count on it. I need it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Cause like once you start making it and it, it's super fun to me. Like I actually really love it. Yeah. And so I was, yeah, it was like, now what, you know, I knew what am I going to do? And so Chris had posted on his Instagram that someone was selling like raw goods or something, like huh. some other seller. Um, and so I contacted this guy on Instagram. I mean, this sounds super sketch when I'm repeating it, but it really <laughs> was. <laughs> I promise it ends really well. <laughs> and so he, this guy is a huge, um, I think his Instagram is LuxSwap or something. Um, But he got all of these, basically, it was like a Goodwill donations truckload. And he bought that it's, I don't know, he bought like a ton of it. And then um, he was dividing it up. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. So I got like 70 pounds for $400, $400. I think. Oh my God. Yeah. But I had no idea. It was like a big mystery box. Like this was a big mystery box.
0: Um, you're giving me anxiety just talking about it.
1: So yeah, this box shows up and I live in a townhome. It's a two car garage, but still, yeah. so the one garage, I don't have a car cause I don't need one, but that right. is like my shipping and I call it the shipping department yep. and it's where all <laughs> my bins are. <laughs> so I had that. And so I, Went through this bit and I thought it was honestly, I did not think it was good at the time. It threw a lot of it away. Um, it just there was no like real gems in there. Funny thing is, is like we were saying with the bins, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff sold. I like tripled my money with that. See that? Yeah, it was you know. It was just like Banana Republic, some of the limited stuff I would never, ever pick up, probably even at the bins. Mm -hmm. Um, But at that time, I think that's what people were buying and looking for. And so it just happened to work out. Um, And so, yeah, I've sold through uh, almost all of that and I've made all, you know, I've tripled my money on it. That's fantastic. I also think it's important to remember that as long as you're
0: buying low, you're always going to make money. Like yeah. it's, or even if you break even fine, but like if yes. you're paying anywhere from five dollars and below an item, you are guaranteed to double or triple your money on something. You just yeah. are, especially if you're on eBay, because eBay is the perfect place to be for that type of stuff. That yeah. is where um, you will thrive on eBay because there's just so many different types of buyers from all over the world. Yeah. It is a global platform. So it. Someone who maybe lives in the Netherlands has been searching for, I don't know, like you said, the limited, maybe there's a certain type of limited trouser pant that they love, but they just can't find around them no matter where they go. And then they see you list it on eBay. They're going to buy it. Right. You know, there's just so many possibilities. I've had in the last month, I've had three sales that have gone to, um, one went to the UK, one went to France, and the other one went to Germany. Wow. Yeah. And they were very like unique pieces that I found at Salvation Army. They were all three more shoes. Um, They were like unique shoes that don't sell well on Poshmark or Mercari or anything because they're very different brands. They're European brands, but I got them. They were a good price. I listed them at a fair market value of what they retailed. I basically slashed it in half because these shoes were almost new and they sold. Awesome. Like, like they didn't even offer, they just bought them outright. So I mean, you're, you're opening up more possibilities when you're on eBay.
1: Yeah, I love eBay. Actually, I know some people are afraid of it or think it's overwhelming. I've actually been on, like I said earlier, eBay a long time. And it's and now I'm like super into it. Um, It's, I don't know, I'm curious how this month ends up, but it might lead over Poshmark soon.
0: Yeah, I'm um, I'm not quite there yet. My eBay is not more than my Poshmark yet, but I also don't put as much time into it. So this is what I do. And I, I am like, I'm making a mistake when I do this. I list everything on Poshmark and cross-list it to eBay when I should do the oh. opposite. I should list it on eBay and then cross-list it to Poshmark. Everyone tells me, I yeah. know, I need to do it. I just, it's such a habit for me. Sure. To list on Poshmark first, because it's so easy. It is yeah. like- five steps done kind of thing right Right. where ebay it requires a little bit more like you know there's more categories there's more things to fill in um but at the same time filling in more of those categories is helping my item to be seen so yeah Yeah. i need to just i need to and that will be my goal for next month starting um in september i would like to start on eBay and then cross-list to Poshmark because that's the only way I think I'm going to grow my eBay business the way that I want.
1: Yeah. And that's actually what I started to do. Um, I'm trying to think might be back in March, April, when I started cross-listing, I also cross-list on Macari. Um, <laughs> How's and- Macari
0: going for you? Cause I'm like dabbling here and there. Ugh. Um, but it's tough for me. Like I've made, I've made 11 sales. Like, Ooh, I've made I like think $400 with the 11 sales, but, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. And I've been on there for like a year.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's I have like a love-hate relationship. As soon as I start hating on it, I make like three sales. You know what I mean? So that's how it months. works. I know, but it's very random. Just looking this month, I don't know, was fairly decent. Um, and it's kind of random stuff. I used to think like J. Crew wasn't selling on there, then I started selling some J. Crew stuff, but it is kind of random. I feel like people pay a little bit more. I charge shipping on there. Um I don't feel like people lowball at all. Um, yeah.
0: That's the so. one thing I have to say. I haven't experienced lowballs on Mercari. I've experienced very fair offers.
1: Mhm. Yeah, absolutely. I've had that experience too. Poshmark's a little bit different story for me. So I get the random people that lowball. I'm like, "Really?" Yeah. You know, and then I go <laughs> and they have a store.
0: <laughs> I just I don't even want to entertain some of them sometimes. But then I'm like, no, you know what? We're going to please the algorithm and we're going to counter. And then we're just going to let it sit there until they send me another counter. And I'm just going to counter back at my lowest. And that's what's going to happen until I decline.
1: Yeah, I I always counter too. And that's a nice thing about eBay is that you can set, uh, if you accept offers, you can set that amount, which I find really nice. um, I mean, it's
0: helpful. And maybe in the future, Poshmark will have something like that, Um, I think. Poshmark has an identity crisis and they don't know what they want to be, Um, if they want to be a reselling platform or a social media platform. But um, you can merge the two to an extent, but then it gets to a point where you have big resellers on your site that need specific tools that they can get elsewhere. So,
1: Yeah, it kind of shocks me, the lack of tools on Poshmark. And sometimes when they do things the reasoning. Like I would really like to be in one of their meetings when they're talking about some of this stuff. I
0: agree. I I would love to be in there and be like, no, no, this is not what we need. Thank you. This is, this seems really cool, but uh, not what I'm looking for. Like posh stories, I will never use it. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I just don't understand what they're What, what they think the platform, you know what I mean? Like I follow so many resellers that I feel like I can easily tell what Poshmark needs or what the, what the people want. You know what I mean? Do they not care? Do they not understand? I don't understand what they're
0: I think, hmm, I think that, they are so hyper-focused on being social, right? It's a social platform. You're sharing, which makes it social. They have Posh and Sips making it social. Like, they're so focused on, like, being cool, right? Because it's basically what they're, try- they're trying. to be cool and hip with stories and everything now. That um, they're forgetting that the people that are actually bringing, in, bringing them the majority of their money is not doing any of that stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, doesn't care wants the tools to see what brands are selling, give me analytics. If you're not going to give me anything else, then give me analytics. Right. At the end of the day, that's really what I need need to see. I need to be able to look and see what is selling. What's my sell through rate? Like give me all that kind of stuff. eBay has Peak. It's very helpful um, to have that real time data and seeing all that kind of stuff. So, I, I mean, you have an inventory report and you have a sales report, but you need more. Like, right. you need more. If you want to grow, you need a lot more than that. And now with this whole copy list feature that's now going to be pointless unless there's yeah. something else that they're rolling out. It's just very discouraging.
1: Yeah, I just... You know, and the the more tools that they can give people who want to resell on the platform, the more money we are going to make, which in turn makes them more money. So I don't understand where the disconnect with that is.
0: Yes, I am with you on that. I don't like to be negative, but I 100% agree with you. Um, You are going to make money off of the resellers that are on your site. I mean, eBay gets it. Mercari clearly gets it because they basically merge what Poshmark and eBay are. And they form their own little hybrid of both of them. So their listing is pretty streamlined like Poshmark, but they also offer a lot more like eBay. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just interesting. And and I almost wish like someone else would come into the game, not to just make it more confusing, but like to kind of give Poshmark a little bit of a push, like you need to offer people more things than what you currently do. And maybe they don't want like full-time resellers on it. Maybe they just want it to be the clean out your closet type of thing right? And that's fine if that's the case, but um, it makes it difficult to grow as a business to just be on Poshmark. That's right. just my personal opinion.
1: Right. Yeah. No, and I don't, I like being on eBay and like I said, Macari, I mean, to cross this to Macari is super easy, um, but I feel like you have to be delisting and relisting on Macari a lot too. Like the listings seem to go stale there quickly. I've never done that on
0: on Mercari. Actually, you'd be proud of me. The other day, last weekend, yeah, last Saturday, for the first time ever, I ended all my listings on eBay and then did and then did sell similar. I'd never done that before.
1: Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I was like, oh, look at all this attention I'm getting in my yeah. <laughs> in my store now. This is fantastic. And I learned how to run a sale. So now like on the weekend I run like a twenty percent off sale and I get a lot of people liking stuff and I'm sending offers and it's it's good. It's
1: good. Yeah. I'm
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> I always have a sale, uh, mostly on J.Crew, but I always kind of mark it up and then have a sale because I feel like people like that.
0: Yeah. People it's, like to see like, oh, she slashed $20 off. Kinda. Yeah. When in actuality, you've already priced your stuff right to accommodate for any offers that you want to send out to people. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you see your reselling business go- going?
1: You know, I just said the other day to my boyfriend, I'm like, do I need to go even more all in with this? Like what? <laughs> like this is. We need like, to add great. something else. <laughs> like <typically>. wh- <laughs> This is going like really well. I and he's like, "Do you love it?" You know, I'm like, "Yes." You know, like what do I need to do? You know, like how do I make this more? And well, first of all, I'm running out of space here, but um, <laughs> um yeah, I love it. Um, I ac I hired someone to help me with listing because, nice. yeah, just because you know, I do have another business kind of like you have a job, right? I have a business that I, and so in order to make sure that I have enough time for everything, which it's been hard to manage, like figure out how to spend my time. Um, it's going to help me with that. So, um, she's good. She's, uh, just, this is just recent, but it really helps me to, um, list things, quicker. So I don't mind doing the shopping. I like, since I work from home, you know, I don't mind getting out and going. Um, I'm a little bit more apprehensive now just because of, because of COVID. But prior to this, it was kind of like my time to get out of the house, uh, because yeah. I was working from home. And so, um, you know, now, you know, I go to my same stores and stuff. So, uh, but I don't know. I, I love it. I hope it continues to grow. Um, but Yeah. I think that's great.
0: <laughs> I think that's great. And it also opens a door to you though to b- have a bigger presence in the reselling world and mm-hmm. then I mean in terms of business it will help your other your full-time business as well. Yeah. You know, you'll have people coming in and and you know wanting to learn more from you and even though you may not, you know, be a, an expert, right? And re- no one's an expert in reselling for the record. Like yeah. no <laughs> one is an expert in reselling because it's constantly evolving. Um you know you can still offer them the business advice that they may need to get their business to then their reselling business to the next level because what Amy teaches can be applied to any business, anything that you want to right. do. It's not yeah. specific to one type like it's not just specific to coaching like there's some people out there that just teach people on how to be coaches um and I'm sure Amy does that as well, but it it's
1: more than that right, yeah, um yeah, that is something I definitely. I I definitely want to get my Instagram to be focused on you know both businesses more. I don't talk much about reselling now because I felt like, are people going to be think I'm weird? You know, like what am I doing? Like, is she having an identity crisis? But really, it's starting and building a business is really what it is. Doesn't matter what it is that I'm doing. So
0: yeah, I think what I think a great way to do it is to literally do a post of some sort of maybe your your shipping station, right? And just mm-hmm. kind of tell people that may know you just as a coach, right? As, okay, well, I have this other side of me and this is other things that I do. And this is other community that I'm a part of and just kind of bring in that way. And you might even inspire other people to start reselling.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's such a great business for anyone to mm-hmm. get started with. At
0: any age too. Yeah.
1: There's resellers
0: that are I mean, young, like 13, 14, 15 years old, making so much money and saving it for college for their first car. Like the possibilities are endless. You could also be retired and in your 60s or 70s and start mm-hmm. doing this because why not? It's easy. Um, I mean, easy, I say that lightly, obviously, but it's something that you can do in your own time and you can sell whatever it is that you want to sell and right. you go at your own pace, you know, and you are your own boss, which is... Which is wonderful. And someday I will get there, Amy. You someday will be. There. I will be my own boss. You will. That is my goal in life. Well, <laughs> one of my goals. I have way too many goals. <laughs> yeah. Way too many. <laughs> need to like narrow it down a little bit. I basically need Amy to just follow me around and be yeah. like, no, stop. Back on track, back on track. <laughs> <laughs> one thing at a time, please.
1: <laughs> it's funny because I am like, the type of person that can give really good advice and coach and do all these things, but I'm always not the best at doing those things myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Same. Someone asked me yesterday in my Instagram live, um, they were like, so uh, like how, how do you organize all your receipts and stuff? I was like, I don't, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> in a pile. I don't actually organize it until I absolutely have to, because I, that's just who I am as a person. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm really good at being organized in other things. But when it comes to the back office functions, I don't have time in my day to do the yeah. back office stuff. I need to hire someone to do the back office. Right, stuff. Right. <laughs> I just don't want to. It doesn't bring me joy. <laughs> right. yeah. So yeah, I may seem very organized on the surface, but they, trust me, there are aspects of me that are not.
1: <laughs> so how do you like YouTube? How is that going for you? Because uh, okay. I have been wanting to do YouTube for a I long I think time. you should do a YouTube
0: because I think your content is needed on YouTube. Um, so I think you should dabble in it. However, I will say As someone who works a full-time job and has Instagram content that she puts out and puts up a podcast as well and answers DMs and all that kind of stuff, it is extremely difficult for me to schedule time in my day on the weekend to create a video. So what I have decided to do, because I was stressing myself out, like I have to film a video, I have to edit it, I got to put it up, like I was stressing myself out over it and I started to not like YouTube, even though I've only been on it for a short period of time. So what I've decided to do, and it's, I think it fits very well my personality, is on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. where I would usually release a video for the time being, I'm going to do a reseller hangout where I bring different resellers on and we do Q&As and we'll answer people's questions and we'll talk about whatever, whatever we want to talk about that's reselling related or non-reselling related, and just kind of engage the community that way and offer content that way where it's more um, free-flowing. And, um, that makes me more happy. That fulfills me more. And I don't feel as much pressure because I feel like when you do YouTube, there is a certain degree of pressure that's on you, especially when you tell people that you're going to put out content on a weekly basis. Right. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm committing to you guys. I'm going to post on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then you have to actually create the content, um, to go, that distance and then you have to edit it. So I think YouTube is wonderful. I think it takes a long time to build. Um, And I think you kind of have to find what works for you on there um, and what type of content it is that you want to engage people in. So for me, it's more educational learning, Um, you know, experiences that I've gone through, experiences that my guests have gone through, answering questions, like that whole teacher aspect of it, um, where other people like to do like what sold and here's my haul and all that kind of stuff. Like that doesn't interest me. Uh, So I think that's where I get stuck a little bit when it comes to the creativity of YouTube, because that's what most resellers are doing. So I'm trying to find my groove with it all, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've been thinking about going on there too, but just trying to figure out what content, like you said, what content I want to put yeah. out, and how I can make it. I don't want it to be just reselling, and I don't, I don't want it to be just business coaching, but a combination of starting and growing a business. So figuring that out. But I did a strategy call with Chris Daily Refinement a couple of months ago when I was looking to take eBay serious when it was starting to grow, and I did a call with him to say, you know, what do I need to do? Like, what do you? What's your advice for me? Um, but one of the things he did say is get on YouTube. He said, you know, the the community youtube needs people like you that have you know coaching and business experience so
0: i agree i I've agree i think there's that. i think it's definitely a platform that you should you should get on i know people that listen to this podcast would definitely listen to it and definitely watch it <laughs> but we have very 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 loyal loyal listeners here on this podcast and they um follow everyone that's on that comes on and they you know they mm. engage with them so Um, You would have all of Thrifters Villa behind you. I can tell you that.
1: Love it. Well, thank you. That makes me, that makes me happy. Yeah, I think
0: you should do it, Amy. I mean, why not? Just add something else to your list. Right, right. I mean, (laughs) I did it,
1: so. Yeah, if you can do it, and I've seen your schedule. uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'm trying, I'm
0: trying to plan out like a month's worth of reseller hangouts, and I'm just going to schedule them all, and I don't have to worry about anything.
1: That is That's nice. my plan,
0: and then eventually, you know, I'm I'm gonna throw in videos here and there. But like right now with the pandemic and working where I work, it's just yeah. it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's pandemic just... threw a wrench and everything, and it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're interesting. Yeah that's that's the word for it (laughs) sleep deprived and on like constant edge because i never know what kind of phone call i'm gonna get from
1: my boss yeah but it's okay
0: that's part of life and that's why i like reselling. that's why i like doing the podcast that's why i like meeting people like you amy i mean it's so nice to be a part of a community where i've been able to meet so many different people and then bring them on the podcast and introduce them to everyone else because I mean, this podcast is growing. It's only been live since December, but it is, it has grown so much in such a short span of time. Um, and it's just so, it's just awesome. So I'm thankful that you have come on and you've shared your story with everyone and everyone needs to go follow Amy. Amy, why don't you tell everyone what your Instagram, um, is your website, all of that stuff.
1: Yes, so my Instagram is Two Week Notice Society. My website is twoweeknoticesociety.com. And if you're interested in joining the Facebook group, it is the Two Week Notice Society Facebook group. So you can either search for it on Facebook and it'll come up, or you can always just shoot me a DM and I can send you the link. I usually have it as a link in my bio too.
0: Yes, so everyone go over, follow Amy, go give her a shout out. I hope you guys love this episode. I hope you learned something new. And I will see you next week with Lori. Bye, everyone.